Welcome to Aw oh, Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back for the Black Flame Ooh. Part 2. <laughs> this is uh, so cool, this one. This is very cool. I love um, it. Yeah, these BPRD stories have really been blowing my mind. It's great. It's yeah. like cool that it's like all starting to blow up. Yeah, shit's you know? getting bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before we can get to that story in the next two issues slash chapters, three and four of the Black Flame, we got a couple of segments that we got to get through. Oh yeah. And when I say get through, what we mean really just fully enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um, appreciate. <laughs> appreciate. We really do. Uh, this first segment, we love it. We can't. Get more of it. <laughs> or we could. We could be flooded. <laughs> I mean, we could be flooded and maybe ne- never get to the e- get to them. So. Yeah. Uh, it's, oh boy, email. email. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of these emails is very overdue on uh, addressing it. This comes from A.T. Johnston. It's titled Hellbiz with Yay. two Zs. So, it's, you know, it's real cool. The biz, yeah. He says, hey, gang. I left a message on your campfire page contact, so please check that out for some key info. But just in case you more so just check your email, I thought I'd hit you up here. Sweet. First off, I didn't even on know we have any, though, on like the campfire website, to oh, be honest. Oh, shit. I didn't even know we had something. Oh, that's good. Run. Thanks for informing us of that already. <laughs> I know. I need thanks, to reach AT. out. Yeah, thanks, AT. <laughs> I'm sorry. We need to reach out to campfire. I don't even think we've updated our profiles on their website properly. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we probably should do oh, now boy. that we're. Oh. And nearing the end of season three. <laughs> uh, we're great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he says, <laughs> loving the cast and really eager to get into so many subjects, especially the tradition of weird fictioneers, of which Mignola is most definitely part of the modern iteration of. But Wick goes back to figures, which inspired even Lovecraft and Howard and Smith. Et al. Et is et al. Like for example, et al. Et al. Um, what does that mean when you write like et al? Uh, this man's more intelligent than me. <laughs> it's like a, it's like and more, right? And more, right? It's like et cetera, et cetera. Okay, great. Yeah. Such as Blackwood and um, uh, Machen, M A C H E N. I'm butchering this email so quickly. Whom Del Toro nicely references with institutional names in the films. We as readers and fans of these creators owe a lot to cultural curators like editors Lynn Carter and Robert M. Price, who have edited anthology series for Ballotine Books, adult fantasy series, and Chaosism's Cthulhu Mythos anthologies, respectively. Yeah, I think the editors are, as we constantly speak out, uh, Scott Alley like is one of the greatest editors for Hellboy, of yeah. course, sort of the definitive um, out of at least a couple of them, but the def- considered the definitive, I would say. Yeah. Editors are unsung heroes for oh, sure. Yeah. Anyway, he says, I am a huge nerd on all this lit and also have been an armchair occultist since pre- prebubescence. Back in the early mid 80s, when I discovered there was such a thing as an Modern Witch, which an encyclopedia of witchcraft and demonology I'd read as an eight-year-old described Alistair Crawley as. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if you get into that stuff early, you're going to become It's so fascinating. Very fascinating. It's just neat. And I don't think it's really gotten like, maybe the our listeners can serve up examples, but I think pop media, like 
films, they haven't really given it full justice. They always throw them into just like these are it's evil or crazy. Yeah. I've heard Strange Angels about Alistair Crowley, but I don't think he's more of an off-screen character. I could mm. be wrong. It's current TV show that's going. I know it involves like a government worker and Alice, like a part of Alistair Crowley's like cult. Oh yeah. But I haven't watched any of it. I wonder if it's good. If we have a listener that's seen it, let us know if it is or not. Cool. And any other like things that deal with that kind of crowd. <laughs> Ooh, neat. Great. And then he says, having studied the occult and the paranormal from such a young age, I was really stoked when Sanctum, number 54 of Batman Legends of the Dark Nine, Dark Knight, drawn and co-written by Mignola, came along, where Mike gave us his first real taste of big Cthulian mega creepilies, especially on the splash page of page 22. I'll have to check this out. I've never read it. Yeah. And simply overjoyed when Hellboy came along and Mike was finally focusing directly on the weird stuff. Yeah. We're all thankful Sweet. that he got it. It was just like, I want to do what I love. Let's just go for it. And that's where we got Hellboy from. I agree with you on that. Now, in addition to that, he says, I have had a unique history in this capacity as an armchair paranormal investigator myself and have gone from once naively wishing for paranormal experiences to learning the hard way to specify my wishes to ask for non-creepy experiences. So we can go into that a bit as if it relates to things Hellboy. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll hear more from you about that in regards to in future emails. Yeah. He says, also just read the most recent arc of Hellboy in the BPRD 1956 and have BPRD The Devil You Know stacked up waiting for, for the concluding issue to tear through them all. Exciting times for Hell fans. All blessings and let's talk soon. I'm up here in British Columbia, but I would love to come on the show if you ever wanted and wax theoretically about all things Mignola Versal. Come to L.A., dude. Dude, come to L.A., take bro. A, take a vacation. I was delaying on responding to this email, so he just followed up a little and just had to quickly, in addition to that, say, Oh, hey, great to hear from you, Mark. No worries about the delay. I know all too well how things can back up. I look forward to future episodes, and I can't wait to be able to discuss the finale of BPRD. Have you read the final issue? No, I haven't. I don't. Not Kate yet. definitely has. No, I will of course spoil nothing. But oh, buddy, so amazing, I'm so scared. beautiful, and so satisfying and wonderful, unpredictable ways. Glad you enjoyed my email, and yeah, keep me posted. I would love to come on and get into the nitty gritty of some of those old school creepy scribes. All blessings for now, and make mine Mignola. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fun sign off. That's make great. mine Mignola. I yeah. wish. Our, I mean, I wish our like Skype situation was more reliable yeah we've done like tried to do like we've had a couple one or we've done at least one successful like recording it's just a lot this will be addressed also and i think in the next email i don't have an open invitation for just having any listener come on right now um just because it's just our schedules as well as technology and <laughs> our equipment yeah. is pretty basic um we'd love to um also we'd love to hear from you in this regards would you guys like to maybe have us set up um i'd have to look into the cost but maybe we set up something like a google voicemail 
So you guys can send in verbal thoughts and we can plug them right into the episode. That way um, you wouldn't have to hear our German. Yeah, you wouldn't have to hear our German. You could do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, you could do your German yourself. Even though I think maybe people love it by now. I you don't know. know. <laughs> yeah. We've invented a new language, I think. I want to keep it centralized to the emails and things like that. And definitely will coming in through one source, which would be Gmail. But we'd love to hear that would your be free, right? To set up. I don't know. I have never. I don't know I, either. I don't know the cost of those voicemails if they do if they cost anything if it's a like a fee or like yeah. a monthly fee or something. It's something I'm willing to look into if we hear enough back from our listeners. Yeah. They say that that's something they would love to be able to do. It's like chime in verbally in addition to the emails. I'm happy to set that up. Because you could play that pretty clearly on here, right? Like, yeah. Like pretty... if you get a good recording, you could just plop it. I could literally plop it in. We can listen nice. to it. Oh, that'd be cool. I've heard other shows that have that option of listen to and they seem fine. Great. So definitely... Let us know in the next emails you send us what your interest is in um, in that capability of leaving us a voicemail. So that I know that there's going to be like there's sometimes limitations to us having everybody that we would love or would love to come on. Our hopes is that we do get everybody that would love to get on and talk about Mignol, but this would be possibly the best way to do that with that making it clear and clear, yeah. concise. Skype is such a pain in the. Yeah, yeah, last dude. time we literally did a Skype interview with our friends, uh, uh, com, and it was a great conversation, but it got lost. Yeah, and it I was don't, so sad. I don't blame them. I think it was just because Skype it's is just the unreliable. Is bad, yeah. yeah. Especially across, like, I guess countries. I don't know. If it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It can be tough. But we would like, we love hearing from you. So just let us know, include it in your next email, um, your thoughts on getting, you know, your words to us mm-hmm. when we, currently are not capable to bring you guys all on as guests as much as we would love yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool. So, yeah. Thank you again, A.T. Uh, Johnston, for that great email. We look forward to hearing more from you. Yeah. Uh, the next email coming up is coming from uh, also another new email. This guy goes by Dan. Hi, Dan. Um, he says, hey, guys, my name is Dan, and I'm a relatively new listener. I initially reached out to you through Instagram. He's at at sci-fi underscore models underscore and underscore stuff. We definitely follow him. Some cool, really great stuff there. So check that out, everybody. A few days ago, this is a while back, probably like two months now. Oh, shit. It's winter e- <laughs> okay. Hey, it's where emails get. Uh, that's his okay. Instagram's awesome. Yeah, it's a great Instagram. Uh, everybody should follow it. He says, I'm a semi-professional model maker. Which is a Dude, nice way of saying, amazing. yeah, he, this, this is, he, you know, you got to love people that are humble about their work. Yeah. Uh, he says, which is a nice way of saying that I make model kits and occasionally get paid to do it through commissions, custom toy repaints, etc. Over time, my huge interest in Hellboy caused my normal work to transition into more Hellboy stuff. And my, my account is almost half Hellboy content to the chagrin of my followers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We're glad we you're doing it because that's how Hell we yeah. found you for sure. He's also got this cool, like, I'm looking at this cool, like, xenomorph right here. Oh, like damn. A crazy alien. That's a cool alien he's got I mean, posted on there. this is hard. Sculpting is so hard. This is incredible. Yeah, I think he's doing amazing work. You should, again... Again, everybody check him out at, at sci-fi underscore models and underscore and underscore stuff. Yeah. He's great stuff. Also, I want to give a shout out. And right now when I'm plugging his, a shout out because I think I messed up on one of in the past. I think I said Skolmari, but it's actually 
at Scully with the I, like Skull with an I at the end, Mari, M-A-R-I. As well as a lot of the art that we see that we then have new Hellboy followers that I follow through the Instagram um, comes through a a great um, Instagram of Hellboy Source. I think they're a great source because they just constantly um, repost everybody's like Hellboy uh, material. Cool. It's a good place to find all your like fan art and such. And then continuing on to the email, he says, I recently finished a very unique Hellboy build, and I thought you might be interested. I'm not sure if you guys have read up to this part yet, so minor spoilers ahead. Yeah, we don't know this, but I think you might know this already. I I mean, Uh, a bunch of beans have been spilled uh, for Yeah, this is for anybody that's currently reading along for the first time with us, but it is one of those big spoilers. Yeah, skip ahead, like, you know. You're probably not. You probably know this maybe in the mythos. He says, Hellboy dies. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he technically, we just read a story with our guest. Where he does already he die He technically once. died. So this might, he's saying he eventually will die again. Uh, he says he fucking dies. Like Uncle Ben styled death. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and the comics, particularly BPRD, go along without him. At one point, there's a beautiful short story called an unmarked grave where Dr. Kate Corrigan finds out that HB has passed and that always, and that always struck me as sad. Like Hellboy saved the world and no one knows about it. Yeah. So he says, I decided to fix this issue by making a proper monument to the lovable half demon. So I present Hellboy's grave as a commissioned as commissioned by Dr. Kate Corrigan, 2013. Are you in the email right now? I'm looking at okay, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking at his Instagram right now. I don't know if I don't know if it's on there, but it's, if you go to our, is it? Oh, yeah. he did post it on there. Great. It's because awesome. I'm looking at through the email. Growing up, my mother had a gorgeous angel statue that was tucked into the back corner of our property, out by some woods. This was purchased by my dad after some inevitable fuck up. Too many to remember specifically. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. A little insight into your uh, home life. After a few years of sitting out in the elements, it got faded and old and dirty, and that helped to inspire this build. The statue, meaning this Hellboy um, grave, has been exposed to the elements outside BPRD HQ, and some thoughtful soul has planted a lily in honor of his sacrifice. A plaque on the side reads his birth and death year, along with his tiny commissioning script at the bottom. His painting is great. Like, he has this, like, faux bronze patina that makes it look like real metal. It's just really cool. It's I agree. It's he's great. It's super. We'll definitely, um, since he emailed this, I'll definitely post these the week that you guys are listening to this along uh, with tagging his Instagram because this is stuff definitely taking worth taking a, yeah. a long gander at. He says, I know this is getting long. <laughs> this is not a long email. Yeah. Uh, but if you're ever interested, I'd love to be a guest on the pod. Hey, refer to what I said earlier. Everybody wants to have fun. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you, but you you heard us rant. <laughs> our, our capabilities are too bad. And our scheduling is, we literally take hard hard breaks between, we'd love to be like recording every week. It just never can happen. Yeah. But is he in LA? I don't know where he is. Oh, he's in, I asked him, I think he's in uh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, He comes from, he comes from the city of I mean, if you guys my favorite are in basketball LA. team that I grew up with. <laughs> 
If you're in LA, we can make it happen easier. Yeah. If you're ever visiting, if you can be in this room, we can make it. We can make it happen <laughs> if if we're available. Yeah. <laughs> but again, he says his talk. He'd love to talk about his experience with Hellboy. My love of the 2004 film. He says, I know it's okay. Love it. My, I love it too. Yeah, I, I, Kate yeah. loves the shit out of that. That's stuff. great. The model industry and even the color theory secrets to painting HB's various red skin tones. It's a very interesting that thing that cool. we could talk about. And he says, by the time you see this, it'll likely be posted on my Insta, as you proved mm. correct, um, Kate. So check there for any extra pictures. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Um, we really do appreciate you sharing that with us. We will repost it unless you reach out immediately after hearing this to not. <laughs> I will post that also, but tagging you and giving you full credit on our feed. Uh, the week that this is coming out. But that's a great. I love all that info. One day we hope to speak. Um, we'll make that happen. But again, if you'd like, we're going to um, let us know if you guys want us to set up a, a possibly a Google voicemail in a way. Or if you have any other tips on, you know, get us being able to hear you in addition to the emails that we can share. Or we'll happy to look at avenues in regards to that. Because we love hearing from all of you out there. Thanks again for emailing. We love that. Oh boy, email is one of our favorites. Just a reminder, you can reach out to us via email at ahcrapahellboypodcast at gmail.com. Now, moving <laughs> on to our next segment. It's back. It's hell to pay. <laughs> that was lightning strike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. Lightning <laughs> struck and it was a price tag. And it was, yeah. <laughs> There's hundreds of dollars. Oh my god. Oh my god. That makes sense. If lightning struck your house, you'd probably have to pay for damages. Oh shit. Sure. It, it, it makes sense to me how that lines my up. Landlord would pay for that shit. Hey, maybe your own owner though. If you're a house owner, you <laughs> a can't go owner. to a landowner. <laughs> I mean, I doubt I'll be what, shocked if I am. A millionaire? Yeah, exactly. Great. The first thing we're looking at right here is going to be this new figurine that's, um, I don't know when this is coming out because I always forget to check the very bottom when they say the release dates. But let's see here. This is is coming in June 2020, on June 24th, 2020. This comes from Mesco Toys. They're a little cool, like, uh, tagline. What do you call that? Like, by collectors. By collectors for collectors. collectors. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you call that. I'm I guess, just a dummy. Yeah. Log line for their business. But this is, especially if you're fans of the twenty the 2019 Hellboy movie, this toy is for you. It's and cool. even if you are not a fan of the movie, but you liked the design of David Harbour's Hellboy, this is for you. It's a pretty sweet toy. Yeah, it's very detailed. It looks super fucking cool. I'm looking right now on CBR.com at their images of it. And it says, in addition to the bank, Surreal pairs up with Mesco Toys for an exclusive one 12 collective, collective Hellboy figure. The figure features two head portraits with one featuring his impressive horns. It's outfitted in a removable re replica of his duster coat with a customized handgun and utility belt. There's a range of accessories, including a sword, flaming sword, and a horseshoe. The figure includes seven interchangeable hands, a crown of flames, removable tank top, and an adjustable display base. And they have like a cool close-up of here of his right hand of doom. That's like a bank, like a little coin. Like oh, that's the bank. Yes, bank. I get what you're saying. There's a I piggy bank. I want that. Yeah, I would, let's get you that piggy bank. That's sweet. <laughs> uh, right hand of doom piggy bank. That's very good. 
Uh, you're paying to to end the world. You're saving up to you're saving up to end the world. It looks like there's some other ones on like six inch ceramic Hellboy bank at oh wow like Walmart. And shit. I think you're gonna get one. They're you're really neat. looking on there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking it out. But this toy is pretty sweet. I mean, definitely for a collector, I think this is for you. Um, one, it's very cool. The detail is really great. Um, his his arm, his he doesn't look as swell in this image. His arms look small compared yeah. to his chest, but still, put that jacket on, you'll never know the wiser. Yeah. And the tank top is cool. Uh, the detail is great, I think. Yeah. And I like I like how the right hand of right handed Doom is interchangeable as well. Yeah. I think that's cool. In addition, to just being the articulate, fire looks good on that sword. Yeah. And the would, crown. Yeah, I would agree. That's cool. So sweet. I think everybody should check that out. Uh, you could most likely find that on Mesco Toys 112. Just Google it. Um, you'll find it if you haven't already gotten it. You know, pre-ordered it like a lot of the fans will do. Yeah. It says it retails for $29.99 and $80 respectively. So, they're, you know, that's it's an expensive toy for a collector. But, you know, I say go for it. Yeah. And also Mesco Toys, if you're listening right now, just send it to us. We'll talk about it on the pod. Pretty please. We'll plug it. <laughs> we got to get you a bank though. That's our main goal. Yeah. Now. We got to get gotta you a start bank. Saving money. <laughs> In the old way yeah, too. If I change. had that, yeah. <laughs> this next thing that we want to talk about um, in hell to pay is really cool. So I believe last year, the year before, I can't remember. I think it was, when did the, um, what's the, oh my gosh, I'm, now forgetting the the comic book, there was a Mike Mignola and Adam Hughes. They did the, the Krampus knock. Yeah, yeah, they did the Krampus knock. That won an uh, uh, Eisner Award. So they are returning as a, a little uh, duo this year. They have another around the holiday season coming out. Another storyline. This is Hellboy and the BPRD, and it's called the Seven Wives Club. Yeah. Um, there's two covers right that we're looking on flickeringmyth.com right now is where I'm pulling my images from. It's coming out on December 11th in 20, uh, 2019, so later this year, which is awesome. And the art covers, are at least, are fucking rad. Yeah. We got a Mignola version and an Adam... Uh, is it an Adam Hughes cover? I'm, Because um, I'm not... I, I sadly have not read their other Eisner winning <laughs> story just cause I was like, I'll hold off on it for the podcast, but it looks like his. Yeah, for sure. And that it looks, looks great. like his style. So what they describe this story as the seven wise club is a ghostly yarn, which sees Hellboy coming to the aid of a young girl whose ghost hunt in Savannah, Georgia goes terribly wrong. Things go from bad to worse as they often do when a visit to an abandoned medical school reveals sinister layers to a grisly long-ago murder. This is what Mignola says. The Victorians used to read and tell ghost stories during the Christmas season. We, not, we might not be reading by candlelight these days, but I do like a good ghost story during the holiday season, especially when there are stolen cadavers, vengeful spirits, and art by Adam Hughes. That's a really good I love point. what Adam says here, too. Go ahead, read his quote. I'm dead thrilled to be collaborating with Mike again and flabbergasted as always that anyone wants to work with me twice, added Hughes. This one's so spooky. I'm only drawing it during the daytime. <laughs> it's very <laughs> Those funny. Those are two funny things. Yeah. That he's like, like, the fact that he's like Mignola is sort of going like, 
can't believe anybody would want to work with me. Yeah. It's like, look at your art. Of course they right, do. Right, yeah, he's incredible. And then him saying, it's so scary, the only work during the day is so great. Yeah, it's very silly. <laughs> and I love these covers. I love the Mignola one where it has like an open a pot, a cadaver with an open heart just sitting there. Yeah. And all the other organs with these three ghoulish skeleton nurses around Hellboy and a flaming heart as well. And then the Hughes one is just like, an agent who I'm not, like, I'm not sure if we've met her. If we have, I have forgotten, but that's okay. I'll read the issue and find out who that agent is. But there's a BPRD agent on the cover um, with Hellboy. I love this Adam Hughes version of Hellboy. I think he's looks fucking cool. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of like lit up skeleton spirits behind them. It's a very cool and energetic um, cover. It's I awesome. Yeah. I love those both. So I'm looking, those will be really cool to check out come December. I definitely have, have put Hellboy, of course, since starting this back in my hold. So can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's it for Hell to Pay. There's a, an action figure and a comic book coming to keep all of our, uh, you know, our Hellboy wants fueled. <laughs> the tank is really high. We're like lucky to be Hellboy fans of recent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this next segment is new because this is wild what has occurred. So in Japan, Hellboy has premiered as a wrestler. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I heard that he was going to, but the debut has already occurred. So I'm pulling this from two sources, um, CBR.com and SuperheroHype.com. Because there's some Twitter videos that we're going to want to watch. Oh my God, it's crazy. Yeah. It's Hellboy makes his pro wrestling debut at AJPW Summer Explosion, which is all Japan pro wrestling's Summer Explosion. This occurred on August 28th. Um, this is wild. I mean, is this guy in a muscle suit or is this what his body looks like? Oh, he's in a suit. It's totally a suit because the arms are like attached. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just saw the full video. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's I'm, not a bad looking suit but no, not at all it's like it's, you know it took it, me a second yeah it, uh, first look it's like oh especially are you looking at the one where he's on the yeah on he's the, up like, on the cross buckle or whatever yeah when he's up there from first look it looks like it could be his body but this is so funny it's him jumping off the side slow motion hellboy so coming down on the mat Doing a power slam. I don't know the terms for a wrestling on a regular. Should so. have asked. Well, Alex Newman, our previous yeah. guest. Yeah, yeah. Has the What the hell is it? God, we should have Dan Black from Comedians of Wrestling. Yeah. Him and, yeah. Him and Alex back to maybe talk about that Hellboy wrestling. <laughs> yeah, we should. But this is happening. I know Alex follows Japanese wrestling. Oh, then he knows about this yeah. before we did. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently he won his he match. He looks pretty good in here. Yeah, he looks pretty damn good. But that's like the big news is that, I mean, they have a still as well on the Japanese Twitter. Nice. And it's given him doing a, um, God, what is it? Uh, with your arm. Oh my, I cannot think of wrestling match terms. Oh, um, what's when you hit clothesline, clothesline, he's yeah. clotheslining it with the right hand of doom, <laughs> yeah. which would probably kill a fucking man. Just knock his head <laughs> right off. Yeah. Like if his knock back his fucking block off. off. Yeah. <laughs> his blood all over the ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a, like his utility belt though looks really cumbersome for wrestling. I was gonna say that's like a <laughs> lot of shit to have on you when you're like running around. It's probably so hot in that thing. Oh, for sure. It looks 
It's like a wearing a fucking jacket. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess they're used to the mask at least because yeah. a lot of wrestlers you say luchadors uh, been a, is a is that a mask thing. too or is it makeup? It's hard to I tell. think it's a mask. I think it you're looks right. like a mask because it doesn't right. look like the it's it enormous can move. and it looks at like the faces the same expression yeah. in both. I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't see I them taking right. the time to do no. that heavy makeup for a wrestling yeah. match. Um, it would come right off. I like the amount of like hair. Yeah, they're going full rocker it's Hellboy funny. 2019. <laughs> it's pretty great. It I'm is pretty it. damn great. And then I think there's another uh, Twitter video. Let me open up the superherohype.com link. Um, you guys can go to all these websites <laughs> to look up this fun information on these wrestling matches. Yeah, there's one more that's... He has one where he's holding his fist up uh, wrest- along with uh, two Japanese wrestlers in the rink. I mean, that suit's pretty damn good. I looked at it like it's, right here. It is really good. At first glance, it's like, and well, it that moves. could be a body. Yeah. The only reason I knew it was fake was once he like um, kind of bent his arm, then it kind of like buckled like cloth a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's totally. Like, wrinkled a little, but like it looks pretty fucking good when he's yeah. just like walking around. I would agree. Let's look at this. There's a video that's on Twitter. Uh, you can follow that at Wrestling Jeebus. He's posted these or reposted them. Awesome. Uh, it's him jumping off the side, you know, body <laughs> slamming. An, an, Woo! Oh, he's doing good, dudes. Rock and roll. It must be so hard to move in that suit. Yeah, he it just does. does a little hop off of it. Yeah, a little hop. The uh, arms are definitely not, not as most, articulate as yeah. your, your normal joints. <laughs> it's funny, dude. And then we have one more that says... Uh, from this one's on uh, somebody's it. Twitter of Shirayuki Toya. Um, it looks like release, and it's all about like them releasing Hellboy, I think, in Japan because it says here. I Hellboy wonder if the movie did really well over there or something. I don't know. That's a good question. If anybody knows how well it's done overseas, especially in Japan, I always think of Japan being where like old rock bands go to because that's like a, tr- a trope. Of like 80s rock bands getting still big in Japan yeah. after their... Or like, you know, like William Shatner goes over there and does like a commercial for soda or something. Yeah. Like that's... Lost in Translation. Yeah. The Bill Murray sort of joke. But there he goes. There's Look at that. He fucking gives him a little pound with his right hand of doom in this video to that wrestler. Takes him down then pins him. Pins him with Sweet. the right hand of doom. Barely makes any movement. No, no, he's not. <laughs> he's moving like as much as like a... Like a Disney theme park character <laughs> would move. <laughs> we might have but to bring on the really comedians cool. of wrestling to talk about it. It's this. pretty funny. It is. It's very humorous. Yeah. And then there's another one that uh, from a, a Twitter feed at the Subtle Doctor. This is the Hellboy wrestled in the latest All Japan show, and it's just him fucking flexing in front of all those fans. Sweet people taking. pictures I wonder if people are into it at all. If yeah. they're like, cool, or if they I, don't yeah. know what the fuck they're. Looking at it. If there's anybody out there that follow that's listening and follows Japanese wrestling or um is in Japan, that would be wild. Tell us how big is Hellboy there? Yeah. <laughs> We'd love to know. But that's great. He won his match. That's the big takeaway. Hell yeah. Hellboy is one and oh in the all Japan show <laughs> as a wrestler. Gotta love it. Oh, so fun. Well, that's it for a he- I called that segment Hell in the Ring. I don't know if I said that. Ding, but ding. I- <laughs> <laughs> My sound Think effects are you're, killing it tonight. You're, you are killing it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I really just imagine, immediately when you made that sound, thought of like 
a punch out game, but oh, with yeah. Hellboy. Be pretty cool. That was a. Do you remember the phone game that came out when they were promoting the 2019 movie? It was just like a little yeah, like yeah, in yeah. When you play beat up Gru- it was pretty fun. And I thought it looked good. Yeah, there's another. There's a couple of other games that came out. Like there's a game like a fighting game that's like a a Smash Brothers like knockoff that they did some Hellboy characters oh, on. Yeah. I forget the name Infinite of that game or some shit. Some oh, crazy. Man. Probably one um, of our listeners playing it right now, but. I would love the, the old 8-bit or 16-bit, I think it's 8-bit, NES version Injustice of too. Hellboy being Mac. Like, you're always in the view from behind. And, yeah. And then, like, you have to charge up. You know how you had to charge up and earn, like, stars to I get a, so an uppercut? I was so bad at Punch-Out, dude. Punch-Out made me so I'm angry. Telling you, they should make a Hellboy Punch-Out right now. And you go through all the villains throughout his history. It. Come on. And then uh, Although, I mean, I'm saying that, but I, I haven't played Inju- uh, Injustice 2. I should play this. It's probably cost, it probably costs, like, no money. Probably true. Yeah. Let me... But I want to. I'm. I still. I'm. I'm. I'm caught up on pitching you this punch out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you're no. fine. Because you like, start with oh, all wait, the lower levels. <laughs> you start with all the lower levels. Like you have like the first three people. Because yeah. you had like you had like uh uh the the blonde dummy character. I'd have to look just up all glass the glass jaw something. Or yeah, other. something like that. You put, start with them and you make them just those first Nazis. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, uh, you like your you, standard Nazi. Probably kinda. Cronin is going to, I'm going to put Cronin up where, he, you know, remember the, the Japanese boxer that was so hard to get through Honda. I think you put Cronin Dang. there. This game made me so mad. I'm literally, this is like as, bringing I'm going to keep talking. Anger to, for me. I'm literally, literally delaying right now because I'm looking out punch out characters um, Glass Joe was the first character. I think so. That Von would be Kaiser, which sounds like a fucking Hellboy villain. I love this. Um, is the second one. Then Piston Honda, Don Flamenco, King Hippo. Never got past King Hippo. Real? Oh yeah, he was life. hard when you were a kid. Great Tiger, Bald Bull, Soda Popinski, uh, who is a burly Russian who enjoys drinking soda. I mean. <laughs> These are funny. Mr. Sandman and Super Macho Man. So I'm pulling up also real quick. I am pulling up the Hellboy like wiki just because I'm bad on remembering names. And I want to place in who we think would go in these positions. (laughs) (laughs) Hellboy's like Mac and Broom. Remember his coach? That's Broom on the side. We're cheering him on. Yeah. So we're designing this punch out game right here in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of one of those those first uh, Nazis. Uh, What's the one? uh, Cronin and... uh, uh, we forgot his name last one of these other Dude, episodes. We're I'm so fucking bad terrible. At this. I'm just terrible at remembering names. I think we're great at this. <laughs> Carl. So it's Carl. Um, I think, okay. Those first three oh. characters. Here we go. Wait, Cronin. I got mine. Carl, Rupert, Cronin, and then who else we got? Ilsa and Leopold Kurtz. Leopold Kurtz. So I think it. Glass Joe is Leopold Kurtz. That's who that's, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's where you put him. Um, that is Leopold. Then I think Von Kaiser. Uh, Von Kaiser is where you put Ilsa. You fight. You're, you're fighting a woman. I'm just saying it. it's a Nazi woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a she's progressive next game. <laughs> she's next up. Okay. Yeah. Then she's pretty tough. Yeah, I think she she's could tough. even she could go halfway through. She could like go into the Iron Maiden and then come out as like. These are the, this is a version <laughs> that I'm not used to playing either. 
what is it, Mike Tyson? I'm used to Mike Tyson's. I might have to pull up Mike Tyson's to have a better understanding. I think of it's this. a different. Yeah, I'm, you could have like Herman von Klemt as the floating head, and then his his like uh, gorilla comes in. I think that's going to be a little later. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. That'll that, be a that hard cannot one. be in this level. Yeah. Right. I think. Uh, give me a sec. I know that the listeners are really, but. <laughs> really wanting this content. They've like found their old Nintendo by now and have plugged it in <laughs> yeah, and are they playing were. it. They're blowing on a cartridge <laughs> right now by the time I don't know why, but I didn't plan on this, but I'm l- wanting to do this. This is, we're calling this hell of a made up thing. Hell of a made up thing. <laughs> this could be the draw. Uh, this could be right hand draw. Oh, great. Draw like a soup, uh, like a <laughs> NES style. Oh, Hellboy? Hellboy. God, yeah. fuck. That would be so fun. I gotta look up these characters because I know Mike Tyson's punch out better. Uh, than I do this whatever version this is. It's very funny that there were two ver- different versions. And it's funny that I can't find the characters so quickly as much as I thought. But I guess I got to go to the wiki. Okay, so here we go. I got I got a list up. <laughs> Little Mac, of course, is Hellboy. Okay. Doc Lewis, his coach. Of course, that's Trevor Broom. Who else? Here we go. I can't believe I'm wasting so much time with this. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> it's okay. You got hung up on it. I was looking at okay. this. The, the mobile game, go. the mobile game has art by this guy by Reddit user Draws Good, which is spelled how it sounds: D R A W S G O O D. And he has like really cool pixel art. I think pixel art is so fun; it makes me happy. Yeah, I he's think got, pixel like, art cool, is great. He's got like cool like Star Wars shit too. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, it's really fun. People follow that. Great. So here we go. Von Kaiser is in it. I just didn't remember his image. So here we go. So first, I'm gonna go. Here's the order I'm gonna pitch. You can change it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I'll trust your choice. Here. I want your input though. Okay. Okay. I want your input. Got it. <laughs> I'm taking you down this fucking insane path that's wasting All this right, episode's great. time. Uh, we're pushing into my 40 dog minutes is like of- barking at her ha- at my house right now. <laughs> Hey, I had I had a good chunk of time with you. Today. That's right. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So yeah, so of course, Hellboy is Mac. The coach, the coach is Trevor Broom. His coach. Yeah. Who do you think the referee is? Because in this, it's Mario. Who do you think the referee is? Oh. Oh. I'm gonna say Tom Manning. <laughs> Tom Manning. Yeah. <laughs> But I love Mario and I hate Tom Manning. <laughs> I don't hate him, I guess. I w- yeah, I was like, who else could who regulate else could that? It be? Yeah. Or it's one of those aliens. Or it's one of the aliens that we briefly see yeah. <laughs> that's up in space monitoring everything. A true, yeah, yeah, a true objective observer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's an alien. An alien? Sweet ass alien. <laughs> then the first round, which was is uh we got Glass Joe. I, my pitch is Leopold Kurtz, the short, the short Nazi. Sure. I think that's him. Von Kaiser, I think is where we put Ilsa, Ilsa, Ilsa up. Halpstein. Then you get to Honda Piston. I think that's Cronin. That sounds good. Because he's going to be difficult. They're both Nazis, but they're not like next level Nazis, but they're difficult. All three. They have different problems. Then we beat them. We keep going. Now the next one is (laughs) Don Flamenco. Yeah. He's like the Don Juan. He's the next level. What do we th- who do you think for Don Flamenco in the Hellboy universe? <laughs> Cuz we can't get Rasputin yet. I mean, yet. in the mobile game they have Graugak. <laughs> in the mobile game that exists, they have Graugak and they have like I forget who the fuck else they I'm have. I'm fine. Do you want to put I think we could put Graugak as um Oh, here's a pitch. 
here's a here's a waste of time of of a pitch. I'm gonna back it up. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. this is fucking primo fucking podcast this is content. Hot content. <laughs> I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna say instead of instead of Cronin as Honda, okay? Uh huh. Because he's gonna get repeated. So I think we we replace Graugok is Honda. Graugok is Honda in his small form. His 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 his, his smaller form, right? His sure. is like locked like I'm not big, you know? Yeah. His 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 small pig form. Then where Don Flamenco is, that's where you put Cronin. Cronin is Don Flamenco. Yeah. Then where you get King Hippo, I think that's all I think that's Baba Yaga. I think that's I think you put Baba Yaga in there at that point. As King Hippo. She would be hard. Yeah. She's going to be she hard. She, you have to get through her to open up all the other supernatural yeah. shit. Yeah. That's where you start. You start to get really like into monsters and shit. Yes. Agree. A hundred percent agree. Great. Great tiger. I'm going to, I'm going to pitch a character that you haven't met yet. Um, which will come up in darkness calls. Who will become our major villain. He was teased at the end of the movie if they were going to get the budget to keep making him. In this character, uh, I'm really is Goshche, Goshche, K O S H C H E I, the Deathless. I think that's where you put him. Okay. You haven't met him yet. I'll take so your word know. for it. <laughs> then we got Bald Bull. Yeah. Bald Bull. Who's Bald Bull? You know? Who? I think that's where you put. The gorilla and, and yeah. oh my gosh, you said his name just a moment ago in the jar. The head I sure the did. Jar. I sure did. <laughs> and I do forget it now. I love that our, our brain idiot. recall is insane. I'm dumb. I think something's wrong up there. <laughs> there's like a moth flying I mean, in and out of my head. There's definitely something wrong with my head. I just didn't sleep a lot last night. I feel crazy. <laughs> I feel fucking crazy, dude. That's where you put Herman von Klempt. And his He's Krigotham. like a little floating head yes. and you have to knock both of the heads yeah. out. Or I think you have to go through the gorilla, knock the gorilla out. I think you can get hits on the head if you get like a, during an, uh, a temporary knockdown. You know how sometimes you'll get knocked, but they'll get back up. Yes. If Krigathan goes down, you can hit, keep then hitting the head. Then you can the hit head. the head and you can't beat both of them until you beat up the head. Yeah. Or you got to get the head to have a, you have to knock the head out before you can knock Krigathan fully. This is Cool and smart. <laughs> then I can't believe I you agreed to this. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm into it. Great. So then I'm making this game. Then we have Honda Piston again. So that's going to be Graugok in his tr his big form. Okay. His big major form. Then what we have coming I up after like that. that I, I I think there's a couple of repeats coming up, which would be fun. Oh, I, I like this. Here's my pitch. Bald Bull, Bald Bull is going to be a repeat. The first time you fight him, I think, is just the gorilla, Gragathi. Okay. Then when he comes back, you have to get through the, the head. head. Is there too. You always have the head. And that's the next level thing. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, onto Piston, it's bigger form of Gragak. Then I think Soda Piston, I think this is Rasputin. Oh, Soda Pabinsky, Pabinsky. I think this is Rasputin. Yeah, he's like a Russian guy. You gotta throw a. Yeah, yeah. I think it's where you put him. That's the, the equivalent. He, he's not the end all. He might come back story wise, but in the end all, he, we get we we beat him pretty fast. Yeah, great. Then Don Flamenco repeats, so that means that Cronin comes back, or we can put somebody else there. I think it's. I think 
a little twist. Well, well, what do you think? I, well, I was thinking somebody new because you've had characters come back. Yeah. I think we do. I think and we have so many good. Villains. I think they're a little lazy too. I'm bringing Don Flamenco back. Yeah, the Spaniard. No, thank yeah. you. So who do you think we did it? Um, who do you think could we... be? I mean, I would want to fight Hecate at some point. That would be cool. Ooh, I, I'm going to save Hecate. I have. I have save a pitch for later. For yeah, I have one. I think there's a slot there for for her. How about Monkey with a Gun? <laughs> <laughs> Just like 100% shooting. on board. Yeah. 100% Don Flamico number Just two. Just coming in with a gun <laughs> to this boxing match. <laughs> and having, with a you gun. have to like dodge really fast. 100% on board with that. Now the next one is Sandman. I think that's Hecate. That is good. That's yeah. definitely Hecate. You're, that's close to the end, right? That's yeah, we're, we're only two away. Yeah. I think that's definitely Hecate. Now the next one after that is going to be Super Macho Man. Super Macho Man, who's one away from Tyson. One away. I guess you'd have to have one of the like, um, like one of the versions of like the like monsters. The Saduham. Yeah, you'd have to have like. So let's throw Saduham in there. Saduham with like a frog. Great. Like a frog comes out. There might be multiple it. frogs. We're yeah. really complicating Punch Out, but I love it. It is. Yeah, it is getting more complicated. But I'm fine with that. Saduham is super macho man. Yeah. Great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is Hellboy and more Hellboy centric than uh, BPRD. So we're, we're on a good right track. Then Mike fucking Tyson. What is the dragons? <laughs> or yeah, his dad? Something. <laughs> Hellboy's dad? Yeah. It's probably a character I like have yet to meet. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a definitive. That's the thing I want to ask the audience. You or the audience, the listeners, <laughs> if you've sat through all of this right now of us deciding what would be Hellboy's punch First out, of all, I apologize. First, apologize and thank you. Uh, I want you to email us what you, what think? you think would be in the in Hellboy's punch out, who is Mike Tyson. Sweet. And just give us your whole order if you want to. Do what we just did. Give us the, your rundown. <laughs> I wish it was, I, I would also do like a Hellboy like Altered Beast game. That would be fun. Have you ever played Ooh, Altered Beast I, for Sega? Back in the day, yeah. Were you like. I never owned a Sega, so I only saw Friends. I never owned Sega either. Um, I When I was in like college, I got one of those little like 50 Sega games in one little thing. And in like one of those little like, like you would just, it literally just has a power button and that's it. Yeah, and it was on there, and I played the shit out of it. It's so fucking. It's hard. where you're like a man, and then you become like a werewolf, right? Yeah, and you can yeah. lose your powers. Yeah, you become a werewolf, and then you become like a dragon in the other levels, and like you be, just become different shit. That it's would be great for Hellboy because you could ramp up to the horns. Yeah, you could get like yeah, and the crown like and all that. Up. Yeah, it makes total sense. It's Maybe even game. shrink just for. I know this isn't like context wise or like canon, but for the game, if I was designing it. You could also shrink all the way down to his his adolescent form. Oh yeah! Before you die, you're adolescent, and then you can grow back into his his like <laughs> his other form. I love how much thought <laughs> went into this whole thing. Well, it was a spur of the moment, and I love Hellboy, I like and I love games, and this thing's fun. And now I want to play. I mean, I don't. I, I don't want to play Punch Out. It'll make me so mad. But <laughs> I think you'll be better nowadays. I don't know, dude. We're gonna play. You have an old NES. I do. I think I might have it. I, I have, I had an NES and an SNES. And then when I moved to California, I very regrettably gave them away. All right. Well, I can't, I still kick myself to this day, dude. If we have time after this recording. I have one of those, I have one of the like SNES classics that came out recently. Oh, that's cool. But it doesn't have punch out on it. Doesn't. Wait, I have, it I, might. I might've just never played it. I for sure have an old NES I, it's like in my this Zelda apartment. Machine. 
and there is punch out on it. Mike Tyson's. And if I don't, I'm somebody stole it. I'm very jealous you have that. Well, as you look that up, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> I already took this on, on a... Probably just a, driving people's... <laughs> Super Punch-Out is on it. Super Punch-Out. I can bring it over. I just... Uh, Super Punch-Out is the... I skipped right the, over it to the degree where I don't even realize it's on there. But Super Punch-Out is the Super Nintendo version. This is the Super Nintendo version. Oh, that's fun it's too, It's not though. the NES It's version. not the NES, but it, it's... It's still fun. I've just been using it to play, you know, your various Mario games and Secret of Mana and Zelda. Oh, Secret of Mana. That's a difficult game. It's hard as shit, dude. It makes me so mad. And then the side characters, you accumulate characters and they can take damage, but they can't fight while you're walking around with them. I'd love to play that again and try to actually do well. It was an RPG that made me confused. It was so confusing. It's like the first RPG that really is like, Oh, this is like for Japanese teenagers who are like dedicated to video games in a way that I am not at this point. I'm with you. Chrono Trigger is my RPG of choice. Not that American kids can't, don't get as into it or whatever. No, I get what you're saying though. It's like, it feels like the kind of game that's like such a commitment that like, I just didn't have that kind of focus. And to this day, don't. And I think that's less about being Japanese, just more of like. It's like in the personal. culture. It's like a culture thing where it's like, you, this is all you do is play games, maybe. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I at that. this point, like Americans do the same thing. But yes. But at the time, it was new to you. For, for me. Yeah. For me, personally, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh. I can't. This all is right. like strategy of an adult <laughs> that I don't possess. Somebody bring Kate on her your gaming podcast. <laughs> but for now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to jump right into chapters three and four <laughs> of The Black Flame. Woo! Hello, listeners. This is your Hellcasters, AK Crappers, um, coming into your ears during the break real briefly to let you know that we... Really appreciate you guys listening to the show and just want to say thank you so much. And if you have time and want to rate review and subscribe where in uh, apple music or wherever you guys get your podcasts go ahead and do that we really appreciate it um maybe show this to a friend who you want to convince to be as nerdy about hellboy as all of us um that would be really great yeah we appreciate that and a reminder if you are using apple Podcasts to listen to the show and you give us a five-star review Starting with the word boom, we will go ahead and we will read your boom review right here on the show and give you a shout out and praise you because we really appreciate those boom reviews. Thank you again. And let's get back to the show. What do you say, Kate? Yeah. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. I be Kate Thompson. And we are jumping right into The Black Flame, chapters three and four. Yeah. Can you give us a really, uh, let everyone know, where would we left off? We're definitely in a sad situation. Yeah, dude, Roger... Got blowed up. Got blowed up. He got blowed up bad by the Black Flame just appearing in this like mill or whatever. And he killed like a dozen or more BPRD agents and blew up Roger. Yeah, he took down a whole unit. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Roger is. Parts of Roger. (laughs) He's like a torso with part of his head. And then it's so cool. You kind of see the like torn up part and it's just like, you know, it's like solid inside. Yeah. 
Because he's I, just like enchanted blood and um, horse manure and stuff. This isn't a question for the listeners and you. Would people out there, if they made a model of the blown up <laughs> Roger, would they? You want people buy? You want a battle damaged Roger? Yeah, that's just this. <laughs> I I mean I feel like that would be I feel like there must be a toy like that where it's like comes up into pieces like it's like ready to blow up. That'd be pretty cool. That's like sort of jankily like put together so you could easily smash it. Or I love, you know, when they had like uh, the, like when action figures, like the Batmans would have like rockets that would throw, like Batman action figures used to be fucking wild in the yeah. 90s. I mean, they made I Batman like, have everything. I was like, where is this from? <laughs> I remember being a kid in Walmart and being so confused, being like, why does he have like these crazy like armor arms that are like super long? Like they looked cool as shit, but I was like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? <laughs> I'll tell you where they came from. A marketing. Yeah. Just people being like, oh yeah, give him a fucking we'll give him ice, ice suit. gun. Give him yeah. a, I had the scuba suit one where he had like a cool like uh, thing that was powered yeah. and, and you could get in the Take bathtub. Take that into the tub. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> but I love the idea that there's a Roger action figure where it has a button on the back that you press and he... Falls apart. Yeah, just <laughs> morbid, but yeah, that's where we're at. It is pretty sweet. I mean, they got morbid yeah. fucking toys for this shit. And where's Liz and Abe and all them? They're all figuring this shit out. Oh, the cover for, I mean, Mignola's covers for these are really cool. Oh, I love these BPRD covers. We have just like by Abe being overwhelmed by frogs and uh, sort of a black, purple, blue, black yeah. flame engulfing him. <laughs> so and then good. just the black flames mask and the bottom like bottom like fifth of this page yeah chapter three it looks really cool i love it it's a great cover um yeah and then these bprd helicopters are returning with the bodies of the agents as well as the uh, remains of roger which is just that torso that we saw liz is packing up her stuff going into roger's room and just like collapsing on his bed pretty much she's super upset and we also see like these close-ups of like things in Roger's room. Like he hung all these little like human items essentially is like what I get from it. Just looking at it right away. It's like keys and just knickknacks and doodads hanging from the ceiling. It looks like Collected. he lived in a junk drawer. Right. He's just like <laughs> picking up everything, every little scrap thing that he can find. But we also see in one of these small panels, something that's going to come up at the end of. There's two things that. I, yeah, two. Two that I, one that I'm dumb and just realized. Well, the ball, <laughs> the ball from, from his the flashback yeah. too. And the key from the wall in. Born again. Born again. Yeah. The first BPRD teaser. Just like sitting there next to his uh, weed grinder. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> what does this look like to me? That's a little Freudian <laughs> slip. There's a, you know, they're just doodads and stuff here. And uh, yeah, and then Liz is just like beside herself. Yeah. And then um, Johan sees Roger's like remains and is like, why isn't he in a body bag? What the fuck? Like he's <laughs> yeah. had this is messed up. And they're like, they don't want him to go to the morgue. Like this is wrong. He was a person. And, you know, Daimyo and Abe are trying to calm him down. But he was like, you know, he's just pissed. He is, you know, why? Why must I take it easy? And who are you to tell me anything? And just mm -hmm. like barges off. And like Daimyo and Abe share that kind of like guilty look. Meanwhile, Black Flame is gathering all of these frogs. In Idaho, we see just this enormous cave where they're just pouring into it. I have I have a question about this moment. Yeah. Are they are the bats arriving to be 
burnt into this flesh ring around the cave? Because they're not coming, they're not flying out they, of it, are they? Or are they flying, flying out? I think they are flying because out. Look, because it look, because like behind. Because that look, is confusing. They're not. They're not coming out of the cave. They're not in front of the the. But creepy what's this like? Is ring? that? Them? I think it's flesh. I think they're fucking burning in a. Oh, like into, their shrines that they've been making that are yeah. like made out of like horse it's corpses disgusting. and stuff. You, you might be right. This looks pretty gnarly. It took me a moment to have to start to look at it and be like, okay. Yeah, they're slapping is, themselves I, onto this thing. I normally you love- You see two little frogs up there kind of like patting it down too. Yeah. The only thing that's confusing, and this is my it. first criticism I think of the BPRD, is that it only, why it's confusing is- we see a bat's face coming at us first. So it gives you the idea that it's flying away. If you're like, you're maybe you're it's both. Maybe they're like catching, you know, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe some of them are getting out of the cave and some of them aren't. I don't know. I don't know. I either. think they're coming to it, but I just think if you were going to do that, you got to make it clear after seeing the face that it's headed towards there. Yeah. Cause I think this image makes my, these three images. It's also looks like me. dusk. So I would assume I, when I first read it, I assumed they were flying out of the cave cause it's like almost night, but that's what I assume too. But now I'm like, what is that, that is thing they're putting around? If it's not those bats, that is so gross. <laughs> this, this panel this panel smells bad <laughs> yeah and it's uh and then black flame is just talking to the frogs it's i don't know if it's supposed to be funny but it's kind of a funny exchange where i think it is yeah he's like telling the frogs tell them to sleep now and rest we won't get started until tomorrow and then the frog's like to tomorrow Day after this day. All right. Day after this day. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. It's like a, too many syllab, like, like a monosyllabic word is not cool with frogs. They're like day after this day, like a two syllables is all I can handle. Um, it's well, pretty, we funny. have an ancient language. Yeah. We don't listen, need these. I don't know this one. This is my, yeah, I'm bilingual. Okay. Uh, <laughs> give me a break. Um, then Abe is trying to like talk to Liz to say goodbye. Basically, Johan's like, she's in Roger's room. Sorry. Then like kind of starts to apologize. Abe's like, don't worry about it. Like I've been, I, I like let Roger like go walk into danger basically. And yeah, he's taking blame is, for like, his death. Fault. And he's like, not really like, don't push yourself too hard. You look pretty, you know, uh, Stacked up to the gills here. Yeah, it's with funny. He's like, "Oh, stuff. I guess you're equipped to returning to the field then." Yeah, <laughs> and, and then he he's is. like, "He's Jesus. like, yeah, I'm out of here. I gotta go." He's like, "Don't you think you should slow down?" He's like, "No, I'm out of here." And then as he walks out, we see another door with like, and it's Daimio writing his letter of resignation. The man who we saw doing the cupping on him from before is there. He's like, it's time to go. But this is another moment where it's implying his supernatural element of, because he it's like all blue light. Yeah. And he brings a, that warm light with him. And he's got so much stuff. Like he's got like this crazy pack on. Yeah. Um, And he's like, no, I, and then like, he's not he, now Chinaman. Yeah. Which is funny. That, like he's an Asian man calling. Cause I believe he's Chinese. I could be wrong. I'd have to look up da Daimyo's origin is. in the comic or his like ethnicity. Uh, is that right? Did I say that word? Ethnicity. Oh ethnicity. Thank you. I think you Jesus threw in another Christ. syllable in there. That's okay. I'm like one of these frogs. I don't, words are hard. You're like, this is too many. <laughs> day after day. But it is crazy that he calls another Asian person Chinaman, right? A little bit. A little crazy <laughs> to me. But I don't know. Maybe. He's upset. 
because he's re- he's straight up writing a a resignation. So yeah. he's not in a good place. And he's is interesting is that the guy, this this old Chinese man, his statement isn't a question. It's a straight up. It is time, Captain. Like whatever he's arriving to do. Yeah, I'm assuming another cupping. And I love that mystery that in the middle of a large story. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Did it's you find Daimyo's? I was looking really quick, but I I didn't Can't. see anything right away. I mean, I'm assuming I he's assume Chinese he just, until I'm told different. I, I don't know what his like background is. I assume he was just like born in America or whatever, and then I don't know. I didn't give it too much thought after that, but yeah, it just seemed a little odd of a choice. I think do. it's just to show his. I think it's just a, it's an him out like lashing out. Oh yeah, well, I think he's like, he's shut the, the fuck up. Yeah, fuck up. I'm literally doing something that yeah, I'm doing, doing which I didn't have to and do. And I feel very bad. Yeah, he's basically like, I am responsible for Roger's death. I didn't give him enough training and let him go out there, and now he's dead. Yeah. And then Liz is seeing this mysterious figure that we saw before. Um, he's saying like, listen, you got to get your friends. You got to stop this thing. He's like, she's like, stop talking to me in fucking riddles. <laughs> like this sucks. Uh, get out of here. And he's like, you have to do this, this stuff and all your weeping will not bring the humunculus back. And she's like, then what will? And he says nothing and vanishes. Whoa. Um, yeah. And he's like pretty cool looking. I like this guy, this sort of like ethereal cloudy sort of figure. Yeah. I like the use that, um, guy makes of lines in this, yeah. like the scratches yeah, I like to give lot. that feel. And um, she's woken up by uh, Kate who comes in just to like check on her. Literally, she was like yelling out. Yeah. She's like, I heard you. And like, it's kind of just like listening to herself. She's like, where's Abe? Abe's already on a plane. Meanwhile, in Lincoln, Nebraska, these things are coming. Frogs are (laughs) popping out of the sewers and like ruining everybody's nice Saturday. Do you think that this guy was these two teens were telling each other like how they loved each other? And then that fucking frog interrupted. I will go to the dance with you. (laughs) Ah, frogs. And now they're fucking toast. This other guy just washed his whole car. So pointless. Pointless because those frogs, those frogs are just gonna raining come frogs from the uh, ground, rip him into shreds, <laughs> and then yeah, back at that like, I, lo- I real quick, I love that three panel of them coming out, yeah, and just that build, and then it goes to that, uh, that rip, wide uh, from the roof. I love that, yeah, such dynamic. Like, just you've like, mentioned fuck. it before, just Guy Davis really knows how to like draw, keep the flow and drive of these. Stories oh yeah, going. this is like such a page turner where you're like, it's like a. It feels quick to me. Like it feels like he's got a lot of like movement in his almost like in an animator kind of a way. To yeah, me. which I do think is great. And we might have already mentioned this. It just keeps them separate. It keeps them in the same universe without the original Hellboy. Yeah. But Hellboy's in a sense, if I had to like quickly categorize them, it's like this is kinetic and Hellboy is more meditative. Yeah. And I think that's totally that and I, I totally agree. But they feel like they're in the same cloth. Yeah. From the yeah. same cloth, yeah. And I mean, shit's popping off, so it has to move really fast. It really too. is. This like, issue. it's really bad. All the frogs, like, Black Flame is here. Everybody's, like, speaking in this, like, deep speech kind of thing. Uh, BPRD's setting up a perimeter. Abe's, like, working on shit. And Kate's like, hey, abort this mission. It's bad. Like, we're seeing these things on CNN. It's not even just, like, secret government reports anymore. They're showing up places where we didn't even know where there were nests. And, like, then just a fucking swarm of frogs overruns them and stampedes them, uh, like Abe and the BPRD that he's with. And Wow. Yeah, it's brutal. 
Kate's like just hears the frog ripping the walkie talkie out of his hand and both she and Liz are realizing how bad it is. They're like, oh, God. And meanwhile, Black Flame is continuing to kind of do this like incantation or whatever just to help bring forth Katha Hem. And as he's doing it, he's like, I feel it. I feel them. It is written. And so it must be. And like he's bringing it forth. And he's continuing to talk about like how the power is going to be mine and I'm going to yeah. have the power of Kothahem. And then the frog is like, Kothahem is the power of Kothahem. Uh, his power is our deliverance. His is the future of, uh, of us all. Your voice wakes him. Your flame, the beacon for his long dim eyes. He will find us through you. And so, and so you are here. What may become of you is his will. And Black Flame is just like, what what <laughs> yeah so quiet like coming to this realization and then like can i, can I just equate this crazy. is like the most like office comedic moment i think we've had in these comics yeah yeah. it's like really because i guess cause it really <laughs> depends if like if you are are watching it and it, it's like it's like if you're listening like hector if you're listening with like dramatic music then it could be like very sad where he's like what like makes this dramatic mistake or it could it could be very funny like huh <laughs> What? <laughs> what? Yeah, and it's. I think. I think it works as both. Yeah, and it's, that silent panel seems so dramatic because I think that's what you could go with. Just the, and then, him but realizing his, him realizing and saying that what is so funny. Yeah, to he's me. like, I don't get the power. Hold I'm on. just a beacon uh, to bring him forth, and then slams <laughs> like this huge fucking writhing like gross sinewy uh, column of just flesh i guess of yeah. coming forth in like with like old these language cool, like, coming runes and shit yeah oh, like so cool. floating just bust right through that um portal that they were creating basically and you can see it far off in the distance like with the traffic i thought that was neat i do too i think that that i just love the use of these vertical two just panels gives you good like scale of yeah. how big it is and then abe is still getting overrun by frogs and the rest of these bprd guys they're just like we're going to be stampeded. Abe chucks a grenade and blows it up. But like he f lands back just in the same like river of frogs and is kind of engulfed by them. And that's the end of chapter three. God, I love Yikes. that. That I love that. I love that. He's just like, I love that they're in that moment, following moments. They are just going to be stampeded because they're not even attacking. Yeah. They're just trying to get to Kathy Hem. Yeah. And they're all in the way. And then the, he tries to throw a grenade and just doesn't yeah. work out. That, like it does minimal. It does like, nothing. Oh, um, love it. Yeah. Well, this is continued. It's such a it. good story. And now on to chapter four, this chapter great four, yeah. cover. Yeah, this is awesome. I, I, these la like three and four both have this kind of, uh, uh, um, composition with the like lower fifth, I guess of the page having the skull, yeah. And uh, there's more of it now. It's almost like it's that it's, it's like taking the death more. is taking over sort of following the, the scale of the course of the storyline. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like, I guess, as opposed to like the black flames mask, this is like an actual human skull. Yeah. And then we have like the flower that Liz receives from the that old woman and then some like cool snakes and some like. Central American kind of ruins bat in the background. It looks like yeah. to me, and also the snakes. I think become a little, a little sort of clear when we see more of the what the person she's been yeah, seeing. Yeah, the like dream guy. Yeah, 
Her dream guy. Yeah, but and I, I, it Johan. looks like ruins. It looks almost like um, the Penangalian. Like almost. Penangalian? Penangalian. Thank yeah. you for being able to pronounce I that. I can't believe I remember. I'm truly <laughs> shocked that it uh, came the into my brain. Yeah, it looks like almost Aztecian ruins, yeah. as you said. Yeah, I truly I am like completely not versed enough in like the differences between like Mayan and Aztec ruins. Me at all. either. Like, I don't know. So I don't want to like say it's one and then. And it, yeah, it could be not either of those. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like fucking ignorant of the shit, but it looks really fucking cool. It looks cool. way cool. Um, And then, yeah, we, it opens up with Abe kind of coming to, it looks like the dust is settling around him and his like consciousness is like coming back in and black flame is standing over him and just says, I, I think I made a mistake. And they just sit there in silence. It's like, oh, fuck you, I guess. But I mean, he's also was like a tool of this thing. It's like these like I feel like the Zinko people are always just like possessed almost. I they're agree. just like beyond their control. It's just like, well, they're also like ambitious and not great people in the first place. But like as like as this, they're just tools of this greater thing that. Is using them. I think you're 100 right. They're possessed also by like that need of power, yeah. that desire. Yeah, it's greed, but for power. And, and yeah, I, it's interesting that Black Flame would even admit to have having made a mistake. Yeah, and I think they earn. This is what I mentioned in the last episode, and I think they earn this moment so great, this great moment. And they earned it so well because of what they had Pope do. And that's what I liked. Why he, that even though it's silly, and I think you could even, when you first read it, it seems silly for a villain to be like, you're just fired. You all got to have severance. Get yeah. out. But I think this allows, because of that, it allows you to have this moment. Because I don't think you can now sympathize. If he had killed them, say he had just walked right. in and like, you're all dead. And the, the fucking frogs ate them or he yeah. d- did whatever to them. All of his been, humanity would have been gone already. Yeah. And you would have been in this moment. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Not now that he's like not responsible for, for deaths. Sure. But you now go... Yeah, I, you, you now become not like, uh, you're not re- making a, 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 a horrible person relatable. Yeah. What you're showing is like, yeah, I've made bad just choices. Just like a human <laughs> being who made some really, or who's like, was vision was like clouded by, yeah. this, by this kind of shit. And I've, I think it's one of the best villain moments I've ever seen in a comic. It's pretty neat. <laughs> I like it. And he just looks fucking cool as shit too. Yeah, him He's just still leaning. burning with that like real black flame. Yeah, um, still like acting as a beacon, and then the next <laughs> panel is just this f- splash page behind them of oh, Hem just, um, basically just like a battering ram of like flesh and like weird kind of like crab like appendages that are coming out. It like ugh, it's just so gross, and it's like slithering across the ground, just like you imagine. It just sounds like. This fucking freight train barreling through yeah. the earth. I love that our first image of it is also a little unclear. Like it's not. Yeah. I think a lot of other comic book uh, uh, creators would just give you a, a, a splash page that just gives you absolutely full awareness of what this creature is. Yeah. This gives you only partial and your mind is sort of like, what the fuck is that goddamn really thing? It's really gross. It's too, yeah, it's like too big to fit onto a splash page. Yeah. And I guess there are bats encircling its like face. That's, yeah. Or whatever, the front of it. Definitely. It yeah. Lo- it looks like it's just, t- it's bringing up the ground when it's yeah, movement. It's just Ugh. like completely 
unearthing everything. Abe's Love like, what's this. going on? And everything's destroyed around him. And then an appropriate re- reaction from the doctor back at the BPR, from professor back at the BPRD. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Just a this enormous eye. Ah, caught the hip! Caught the hip! <laughs> Screaming. They're like, okay. Um, and then her response to that is, well, that settles that. Well, that settles that. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Um, Kate wants to keep asking him questions, but it's like, no, he's not going to be any help right now. Um, we just need a confirmation. Yeah, we just need to make sure that's what we're looking at, basically. And Liz comes in like, I got to find Abe. You know, I'm the guy in my dream told me I'm supposed to have my friends and all this shit. And Johan's kind of confirming for Kate, like, yeah, this is real. And she's like, oh, yeah, the squirrel that came out of you is super real. <laughs> yeah, you um, cough that up. Yeah. And I just need to go to sleep. And she's like, we can't wait for you. But Johan's like, why wait? So I'm sure like Johan's going to, you know, do his thing and yeah. see like into her mi- or like send her into her own mind or whatever. Kind I of like love that seance. moment. Why wait? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Daimyo is trying to leave. He's got his bags packed. And um, Manning, Manning is Tom like, Manning. What, what do you think you're doing? Kind of a thing. Meanwhile, Cothahem is just like barreling towards the city. Fucking jets are shooting rockets at it and it's doing absolutely nothing. He goes into. I love this as a two page too. that whole image of the fighter planes yeah. coming after it. I love that. That's just a two use of two page. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we've actually seen like a two, a two pager. It's been a while. There's a lot of like splash page to it's it's cool that they used it sparingly because then it's really effective here, I think, to show you the scale of this creature. I agree. And it's cool to be able to see the jets like fly, like you get a real sense of how both the jets and this thing are moving, even though it's like a totally like alien new monster. Like you kind of feel it like writhing towards the city like a fucking big worm <laughs> um, and the like slit. In its face, I'll call it for lack of a better term, like starts like opening and multiplying, which is disgusting. And it opens in such a bizarre way. And like pours out this glowing green, you know, whatever it is, it can't be good. Probably like poison. It's just like like an like acid acid just boiling the city. A million little eyes pop open on its head. Tentacles pop out and start like lifting up towards the air. It's like just a repulsive creature in every way. Side note, what I mean, I know that we have said that the creatures in the new movie were cool. For my my taste, they felt too Guillermo. Yeah. And I but then like hitting upon this storyline and even just looking at Saduhem, I'm like, why didn't they fucking look take it would have been cool to have steal from something this. like this. Yeah. It's just fucking bizarre and like really, really unlike un- any unworldly. You know. The only thing that even reminds me of it is like certain like Studio Ghibli kind of things where they'll have like tentacles writhing. Yeah. Uh, like, have you ever seen Princess Mononoke? Yeah. It's like, that's what it makes me think of. It's, it's very like similar. The I movement that. of that, like, the like black tentacle kind of movement in that yeah. movie kind of makes me like, like when I saw this, I was like, oh, I'm thinking of that's I'm hearing that noise and I'm like thinking of that m- movement. If yeah. it's a movie, that's what I'm thinking. A hundred percent. I just, I wish they would have done, because the other ones were a little too humanoid shape for me. Yeah, They're, this shit is just crazy like, looking. It's cool. Yeah, it's wild. It would have, yeah, it would have just felt more unique, I guess. And then imagine the guys that made Spider-Verse animating something like they this. Loved, <laughs> they would 
crush it. <laughs> I'm going to write, write them a physical letter. We should. We should write send a letter. It in the mail. <laughs> like, I love you. I love you. Do this. <laughs> uh, and then this is fucked up. Like, the frogs are holding the black flame. And he's like, no, I'm not supposed to be like this. I'm the black flame. I am the power. Light the way, flame. <laughs> I love it, too. And then it's the, crazy. The- he's like, not like crucified, but he's like held up in this like stocks that they've made of fucking bone or who knows. And then like the backside of the Cuthu ham is like, or is it right? Whatever he spewed is now like just glowing blue with these new tentacles yeah. coming out of it, like a mohawk of tentacles. Yeah, it's gnarly. It is. Yeah. It's everything is fucking going nuts. It's like it was like a almost like some kind of cocoon or something. And now it's like busting out with this gross, shiny. I don't know something and like rows and rows of teeth. It's just like it looks rough. Yeah. You really don't know. Like (laughs) you're like, wow, the BPRD, you know, they've been fighting vampires. They're pretty good at that. (laughs) This thing is like a different ballpark. Like, Do you even have the budget to face? Yeah. What are you guys going (laughs) to do? And then, and then we see Liz like walking through a jungle. So you got to assume that Johan's induced some kind of like mental state where she's able to look for this dream guy that she's been seeing. And it's more clear than any of her dreams too. It feels like she's actually in a physical place. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, and she's saying like, this isn't right, but he's like, kind of prompting her to keep looking. She's still like communicating with Johan as she's doing this in her mind. Yeah. And I love, I love this language too, because he's like said, this isn't the right place. It is. You could not be anywhere else. Keep looking. You were not called here. You came by yourself. So it's like, you're, we're like this. You're in control right now. We're sending you in versus that guy like inviting you. And I like that Yeah, idea that it's a little more clear because I'm busting in. <laughs> It's weird. It's weird too. Like this jungle to me doesn't look, I mean, I don't know if it looks Central America. It reminds me of like, have you ever seen like pictures of Cambodian ruins? I think you're right. It looks like that. I guess it's just like a different jungle. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if they're similar looking, like it might not have been Mayan or Aztec at all. It might've been Cambodian carvings that looked like that, that I just don't recognize. Probably. Yeah. And I'm not familiar. It does definitely look like more of a jungle that I've even seen in like, there's that giant Buddha somewhere over in, uh, uh, somewhere around China. There's like a giant Buddha that you could take like a, like stairs up to. Yeah. It looks like the jungles that surround that. I really don't know the location of that place, but I know my sister visited there recently. Oh, cool. Like a year or two ago. I say recently. But, I want to yeah. go to a jungle, but I feel like I would get a bug. I would get like the so worst. You have to bug. get a million shots, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, like one of those uh, pee hole fish. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Those <laughs> pee hole fish sound terrifying. Yeah, it and we awful. always we only get the horror stories. We never get anybody like. Yeah, like oh, I can. <laughs> like oh, these exist, but I'm fine. You yeah. get only like it went on my dick, and no, I'm fine. Went on my dick, and now I have problems. It lives there. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah. I'm, mar- I'm married to it now. <laughs> yeah, we have to live together. We're roommates. Um, yeah, anywho's, uh, <laughs> how do I transition back? So anyway, in the ruins, Liz comes upon a newer looking part of the ruins, like a kind of still shiny sculptural area with yeah, like fabric, gold. um, billowing out. And she enters that and sees now not a not shadowy version, like a very corporeal, solid version of this figure. And she walks up behind him. Hey, he looks pretty cool. He's got like this awesome like robe with like these, I guess, jewelry sort of like metal 
um, shoulder pad almost parts of like made of ser- serpents. It looks yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's a very cool. It almost looked to me when you first saw it was like old general, but then you get closer and you're like, there's this, those are golden snakes. Yeah, it's really neat. I agree. Um, he looks awesome. Back Long to fingers. back to Manning telling Daimyo, like, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here. And he sort of reluctantly is like, okay. Like, he does not really have any choice but to stay. Yeah. And then we have a conversation between Tom Manning and General Ramsey, just like a guy in the government who's like, we want to blow this thing up. You have, <laughs> uh, you have like, what does he give him? Like 24 hours to try to kill it. Or something. Yeah, he gives them straight up. Like, I mean, during this conversation, we now have seen that Kathy Hem has also now sprouted these giant legs. Yeah, these the blue is like reshaped legs. its head, so it's now like these tentacles are going forward, but then and it's it also wrapping has a, around like, another big flame. Like yeah. it's kind of like wrapping up and nodding up and creating this other flame, and like it. Yeah, it's just utter destruction. The city is like completely on fire and it's just like walking through the fire. Yeah. And they're like, you have 24 hours. We're going to nuke. The president wants to nuke this thing. So do I like. I, he's like, I wanted to do it already. <laughs> yeah. I want to do it last night. And he's like, OK. Um, and I love that that, con- that conversation with this timestamp on them now with this clock is our full image of this insane. Kathy, yeah. now a tripod. Yeah. And just. Oh, that yeah! As you said, the flame at the very it's top. It's really cool looking. God, the, the colors like, on this splash page of it is amazing. It's really it's cool. It's killing it. Even its like feet are all tentacly and gnarly. It's very. It's a good monster. Yeah, it almost looks like too like it roots a little bit. Right. Like old petrified wood out of the legs a bit. Yeah. It's every ugh, too many things. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Um, and then back to Liz's vision. What are you doing here? So you don't like people sneaking up on you in your dreams, huh? <laughs> like, so it's now, like really great. now you know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. And he's basically like, this isn't a dream. She's like, stop giving me riddles. He's like, I hope that you will discover what, how you're the key basically to this thing. Look at this and you'll see. And he like shows her this, like another kind of sculptural sort of, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to call it. It reminds something. me of like those. It reminds me of like the Aztecian calendars that are circle, yeah, yeah, but it's like sun cl- it, But I don't know where we are, so yeah. I can't say it's Aztec. It seems to be like some it's kind more of ancient blend language. Of every yeah, I guess it's sort of like the idea. There's like that idea of like prehistory of like all of those nations having like known about each other. Like that's what it makes me think of. Like pre yeah prehistorical civilizations that like. Like it's like how like pyramids were on all of these different places on earth. And it's like, they must've, I don't know. No, they had to have known about each other. Like, how which, did you- which of course not because like a pyramid is just probably the most simple structure to start with. Yeah. With simple even tools. If even if you're making a like large one, it's like, Oh yeah, the base is bigger and then it gets smaller. Like it, it's not like that crazy that multiple civilizations would like think of that yeah. kind of structure. But people would say like sometimes, you know, People think of the same idea and they never met each other. Yeah. It could be that. Yeah. It could be they're aware of each other. It could be a whole Armageddon but and for Deep this, Impact like, they situation. They have talked about. They're competing. Like in the comics, they've talked about this like prehistory, uh, whatever the like first people were. Remember? I don't know what the first people were called, but I think I know what you're talking about. They had like, fuck me, man. I forget what it was called. 
but it was it was cool it was like just them talking about like there was this civilization and like that was good and then Uh it was destroyed and then this kind of like new version of humanity was created like they kind of go into that a little bit so it almost makes me think maybe that's kind of what this is supposed to be this like amalgamation of all of these different civilizations and we've now seen the history through the island of the world and it is sort of exactly that yeah that they that that they had these first creatures and they had this ancient language and then homo sapiens and so forth came along so i think you're 100 right and she's looking at it snake is like slithering up on it and yeah one of those gold fucking snakes came alive it's cool and then kind of comes up towards this thing and she sees the shape with the hand inside and she's like she realizes and of course like now as the reader you know like if you're paying attention you've seen that in roger's room yeah, Roger's um, room. You remember it from Born Again. You're like, yeah. oh, you're on, you're like, on board with yeah. her. Let's do it. But and you I, don't know what it is. Still, you're just like, okay, guess yeah. that's the key. Um, yeah. And then we get Abe and Daimyo basically both having regrets about Roger. Pretty much just kind of establishing, like, yeah, I wish I could say sorry and yeah, all that stuff. Then we have Johan, Liz, and Kate inside Roger's old room, kind of examining all of his stuff. Like, and Johan's like. Oh, these are the Air Force wings he found on the transport plane when he was first brought here. So it's like just any little thing that Roger has collected, like he's kept and collected to kind of try to understand humanity is like what I think is they're trying to get across. Like he wants to be more human. So he's like picking up all these little knickknacks and doodads and stuff and is trying to be like figure them out and like see if how he relates to them or something or like they all have emotional value to him. Yeah. When his part of his learning to be his humanity, I guess. Yeah. I love two moments in this scene because they really tell a lot of Johan and sort of where we're going to end at the end of the black fame storyline. Yeah. You've, you said this best of like how much they're characterizing surrounding Roger's development and also his fate. Yeah. It's shown a lot of what everybody, everybody's reactions to Roger has really shown us who they've grown to be each yeah. individual. And I see, and I think we see that a lot right here because Kate initially is just like, this is garbage. And Johan's like, not at all. He's, and she, yeah. he just picks one thing to, to symbolize that they all are aware of, but it's just to symbolize like, no, like these are all meaningful things. They yeah, mean they something that gives her a little insight of like, Oh, he's a remark. And then there's another little moment here where she's like, yeah, what a strange remarkable man he was. And then Johan's response to that is was Catherine. He still is. So it's like, that leaves you another little like question. He's like, coming back. Like, is he? Yeah, oh, no, I what? think so. <laughs> I mean, he's, we, made, I, don't, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> get some more, get some more spices and put this guy back together. Yeah, come on. You got the, you got the middle part, like his, you know, an Iron Man suit cavity. of some type. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's coming back. Like when I saw that he died, I was like, well, that's very sad. But I, I think immediately, oh, he's coming. But that's back. comic books. We don't know. If you're going to blow up anybody, it's going to be, it could be Roger and you could piece him back together again. True. And then Kate finds the key that Roger had taken from the wall. And that's the end. She's like, got it. And they're like, what? That? What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I love just that I don't know yeah, ending on that. <laughs> that's the end of that chapter. Yeah. Chapter four. It's what a ride. Keeps you chomping at the bit. You want I more. love it. Do you have any favorite moments? Uh, dialogue? I do like that. I do like that close up of Johan saying, Catherine, he still is. I think that was pretty cool. Like a cool reveal. 
these splash pages of this monster are really cool. Like Cothahem's really crazy looking. And it's interesting to have it like evolve super quickly. So you get to see, it's almost like seeing many different monsters. Like you see all the different versions of it. Yes. It's really neat. I, I want to point out too, in the, in the panel that real quick, going back to your first one you chose with him saying, Catherine, he still is. I, I looking at this and the, in the way, the flow of these pages, it's such like a minimal, like two pages, right? It's them in a room looking through stuff, but there's, there's never a moment where I don't know where the space and where these three characters are in space to each other. Mm-hmm. There's always a chance to like, typically in the middle of these, the middle panel is sort of, there's a Y, but then that one with, with Johan, it's a close up on him, but in the background, you still have the placement of Liz. And as I look here, I'm like, God damn it, Guy Davis. And I mean, a little bit of Mignola and Arcudi, of course, on the, on the side of the writers, but I think I specifically say this for Guy Davis off this image. I'm like, you would make a great just director. Cause yeah, the placement so of this cinematic, cinematic. Yeah. And I'm like, I never forget where anybody is in the, the in the, you just keep pushing it forward visually. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's visual storytelling going along with all this heavy dialogue. Yeah. Each panel serves so much of a purpose. Uh, it's uh, yeah. It, he has such a cinematic style to me. Like, and, and then it I'll, kind of goes like one to the other. Like you're not making huge leaps, but like that makes it feel like it's like, oh, this is just a continuous, like it, it feels like a, yeah. It's like, like a, it, they feel like storyboards or something. Yeah. And I think a good film in a sense, you don't really, the, unless it's stylized to this way, but for the most time you don't notice the edit. You don't notice the shots because yeah. they're doing it. So, and I think Guy Davis does that. Yeah. He lets you, there's an ease to, and a breeze to his, his art that allows you to not have to pay attention to that until you return to and it's it. It's tough, man. He's Very making tough. it look easy, and it's like such a hard to develop skill. Yeah, and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think you'd be work great with actors. Only, be, and this is a leap because throughout all of this, his ability and simplicity to show emotion in the, all these characters' faces is so fucking phenomenal. Yeah, like we see so many people displaying grief. I can't remember the last time I've really seen that illustrated so well. Yeah. And in, in, until these issues, like that whole first image of Liz going into Roger's room is just full of it. It's two silent pages, and you just get everything from her silence and her expressions. Yeah. And it's not overstating it, any of it. It's just it's displaying it. Yeah. I I'm gonna put um, that's those two the pages show, are one of Yes. He's a master at that. Yeah. Wow. Like if this was like Stanley, he'd have a huge box of like explanation <laughs> yeah. of what's going on. I felt bad. Oh, what am I? <laughs> they'd be talking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be just think, talking to themselves, walking down the hallway like, I miss Roger. <laughs> we know. It's so true. I like his, um, like his gestural stuff with the black flame too, because it's such a hard character because you don't have a facial expression. You only have his like body language. And I think he conveys a lot of emotion with that too. Like in him realizing that he's not going to be all powerful and him realizing like crowd kind of crouched over Abe that he's made a mistake. Like, I think it's yeah. really cool. But yeah. The fact that he just sat down on a rock for a moment to, yeah. s- to display like, his vulnerability. <laughs> it's uh, his, uh, I constantly find it hard to pick favorites. Cause I just think he, I feel like a broken record when I talk about Guy Davis because I'm just like, 
Yeah, you make every panel fucking work, dude. (laughs) So it's hard to pick a fave. It's just like, oh, it all works. Even the stuff that's like exposition or just pushing the story forward is so done so artfully and skillfully that you don't recognize it and it's not a wasted moment. There's never a wasted moment yet in these BPR days. Yeah. It's quite incredible. And I love the mystery of this thing with Daimyo. It's like, what? I love these little seeds. It's sim- It feels similar to the origin, the little seeds we got early on in, uh, in uh, Plague of Frogs with Abe before we got the full reveal. You're like, what the fuck is yeah. coming? I love that stuff. It's so cool. <laughs> and then again, the humor, I think, is... We, we touched on it a lot while we went read through it, but the humor is very fun in this on top of all this huge like apocalypse apocalyptic moments happening and but the humor of is really present yeah i think it's good god any other favorites okay anything to point out i mean yeah i think it's just cool story like it's really blown up <laughs> oh I, I like the professor with his crazy eyes his like crazy reactions <laughs> the funny moments are very funny yeah they know how to plant they put them in the right place yeah every time <laughs> with like such a dark story it's like cool it's fun it's like it's a pretty cool how effective they still have like jokes in there yeah how effective the jokes are i should say i agree i agree 100 percent on that it's yeah. the their ability to do that has been very good to balance the two and like keep them where it never feels out of place is a skill and they do it so well oh yeah I mean, the closest thing of recent is like, I think Marvel does that quite well. Some people don't like how they sort of, they seem to be like, I don't agree with this statement. Some people think the humor in Marvel movies is too like, oh, we're, we don't care about what we're doing. And I'm like, I disagree. I think the humors, they're just, cause they know that like, they know a couple of things. They're in a, like, and I think BPR, and I'm only bringing this up as compared to people say that. Yeah. I've talked to a couple of people. For for me, BPRD is successfully doing this as well. Is that they're presenting these high stake things in a in a very fictional world that's now has fish people. It has people that have been resurrected from the dead. A, a man made of of clay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also presenting things with seriousness, like this apocalyptic events. But then they're infusing it with humanity and like levity. That you're like, okay. It I it becomes more relatable when it's like this parallel world that does not relate to me at all in a sense. When you step take the bigger picture, step back, yeah, is fully there. They're doing it. I'm just saying. I think I love I, from a Marvel point of view of Mar- MCU fan. BPRD is pulling the same things that I love about that. Yeah, in a different way in this book. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm loving it every issue as we go. Any other final thoughts? I just it makes me want to read the rest. It's like let's go. <laughs> I know, but we're not gonna do that until next episode. Yeah, because we're you know we like taking our time. <laughs> we want to hear from you. We're gonna just skip over the uh, the suggestion segment for this week. Um, normally I don't state that, but this week I'm going to just so you know you're aware that you know we we don't forget. We just sort of just sometimes due to time and other segments such yeah. as creating a video game. Inspired by Punch Out and Hellboy takes up time. an entire video game. <laughs> uh, but before we go, we have a little dumb thing. Uh, this We have one final segment at the end. We're calling this 
Hellboy in Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there's an article that Screen Rant put out. <laughs> and I just was like, I got to share this with Liz because apparently Liz, you... Liz, I called you Liz again. That's okay. <laughs> it's like uh, Kate, in your head. Uh, Kate, um, you said you're, you are you read all the, Hel- uh, not the Hellboys, all the Harry Potters. Yeah. I have not read a single book. I've only seen They're the fun. movies. I only like two of them. You'd probably like burn right through it too. They're super I tried it once reads. and I just couldn't do it. It's okay. Maybe one day. I mean, I'll never say never. It's a huge nostalgia thing. And I haven't, re- I haven't read them since like, I don't know, college. Like, it's been like 10 years since I've read one of them. Right. But they, people that have read them and love them know this, like the, 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 uh, they're fucking the sweet. Houses. Dude. They know the Hogwarts. That's What'd you right. say? They're sweet. I love them. Yeah, exactly. You should yeah. love them. People love them. I, I have no opinion of the books because I've never read them. You probably I, just were like slightly too old when they came out, I bet. Yeah. And maybe yeah. just a little bitch. A little, <laughs> no, probably like a cool guy on a motorcycle. I don't know about that. But they on the screen rant have a whole article where they put each of the characters from Hellboy into the <laughs> into their Hogwarts houses. Yeah. So I thought you could go through. I don't know all of them. So when we let's go down there ten. At first, glance, tell me about the houses and like you don't need to read what they wrote. Yeah, yeah. You can go to this screen is also rant. this is by Sarah Schmidt. Yeah, Sarah Schmidt. And uh, clearly, as you said, I appreciate her this input, this effort. <laughs> okay. I also like that she wrote this in in September 2019, and it's with the 2004 Hellboy <laughs> cast. Yeah, it's very funny. Well, with the Guillermo movie cast, basically. Um, so that makes me laugh. It makes me think she like probably saw the new one and was like, nah, no, thanks. Nah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so tell me this real quick yeah. as you go through Break these. down the houses. You want me to just give you like some house yeah, information? But you can do it as we go. So sure. when, the, when the house, when a new house shows up, just tell me the brief, like breakdown of what, of their characteristics. Of so I understand is. what, so then once I have them all, you don't have to go explain it again. Great. Okay. So, so number 10, number 10 is. Hellboy is in Gryffindor. Of course, this makes a lot of sense <laughs> because Gryffindor, it's like the house with that, like Harry Potter and, his friend Ron and Hermione are all in. Okay. And it's all about okay. like, it's like the main character's house. It's yeah, like, they're like loyal. Yeah. It's like the good guy. They're house. brave. All those brave, loyal. Exactly. <laughs> like they're, it's a lion and all color scheme wise, Hellboy's in there because it's red, <laughs> red okay. and yellow. All right. And, uh, yeah, it's just like we're we do really good and we're pretty average in all other respects, but like bravery is our big thing and we're, right. we're good at that. And then uh, Liz Sherman in Hufflepuff. Yeah, okay. So like Hufflepuff is like they're they're like nice, if that makes any sense. Is Hufflepuff that nerdy kid in the movies that they like make pass out? He's actually in he's in Gryffindor. Oh, he's a Gryffindor. Neville Never Longbottom. Mind. Neville. I'm okay. sure you're thinking Sorry. Of. Who's Hufflepuffle that I might Hufflepuffle? Uh, Hufflepuffle <laughs> you might know. Um, I only know the movies. Cedric Diggory. Do you remember the fourth <laughs> movie at all? Uh, that's the one with the dragons. Yes. Kay. Yeah. So the the guy from Twilight, Cedric Diggory, uh, Robert Pattinson's character, is in Hufflepuff. Oh, he like gets. Does he get killed in that fucking? He does. Movie? Yeah. He, he dies, dies. Right. Yeah, he dies. Yeah, okay. He's um, a Hufflepuff. And what? So what's their character? Hufflepuffs are like they're just like <laughs> sweeties. They're little sweeties. Um, they're nice. <laughs> they're like nice little babies. Um, it's like. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's like, 
Uh, I, I get so it. Now I'm I'm just looking at. I think li- if we're, I would say that she is not Hufflepuff in the comics. I would disagree with this statement. Movie wise, l- like Selma Blair's Liz Sherman, hundred percent. Sure. Maybe not. We'll see in the Golden Armor when we get there, and we get. They're I, like loyal and good and nice and uh, like. I mean. So maybe she. I mean, I could see, but they're, she, they're th- like they're like they're like every they're like not cool enough to be in. In Gryffindor, Gryffindor or whatever. Okay. Depending on who you ask. I don't know. Like Hufflepuffs are like, they're just nice. They're super nice. In my, I think Trevor from Broom would be that, but let's, we'll keep going down the list. I think Trevor Broom would be in Ravenclaw and we'll, we'll see. Oh, right wow. Abe Sapien, Ravenclaw, that makes a lot of sense. What's Ravenclaw? So Ravenclaw is like the book, bookworms. Oh, that's Smarties. Totally Abe. Smarties, yeah. Big Smarties. Then you're right about Broom About Trevor Broom. Yeah. And also Blue is like, Blue is in their color scheme. Uh, okay. So it makes sense that, um, Abe Sapien would be in there. Um, so wait, real quick. Do you think Liz is in Hufflepuff? What do you think? I think, I think, yeah, you know, like thinking about it at first I was like, oh, maybe Ravenclaw, but I might've been thinking that just because her flames are blue in the movie and like just my visual association with uh, okay. it is blue. But I think it does make more sense. Like she's not necessarily like, she's not like, um, a scholar or whatever. Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes you know, sense. she's like, uh, she is just like, Nice and, and she she can fight. Okay. She can fight, yeah. But you don't have. To. Yeah, if you're in Hufflepuff, like you can probably fight. Like Cedric Diggory could f- compete in the Triwizard. Yeah, Cup. he did. Oh he got God. fucking murdered. <laughs> Can't believe this is all. And like, Liz has got knocked out. How I don't many times know in so the many historical. <laughs> like I don't know shit about the real world. I mean, I, I know some stuff, but like it's really shameful how much I know about Harry Potter and like how little I know about like certain elements of like. The U.S. government, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, just like, but you're you're in a majority. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. It's like, one. I want to escape. Agent Manning, Slytherin. Yeah, sure. Slytherin. I think so. They're, they're the bad guy house. They're and, like, oh. it, they're super ambitious and to the point where they would like step on your neck. And that teacher's a Slytherin, right? Uh, Alan Rickman. Snape. Yeah. Snape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Severus Snape. He's definitely Slytherin. So yeah, Agent yeah. Manning's totally Slytherin. Yeah, I think so. I think he's a Slytherin. <laughs> Next one is He's a- like, you know, sticking to the books. Yeah. Agent totally. Myers Slytherin. Okay. I think he's in that dumb house. I don't even think he's a Slytherin. Yeah. What's I think the dumb would, one Hufflepuff. that everybody makes fun of? Hufflepuff. 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 He's a total Hufflepuff. I don't agree with Slytherin. Yeah. He's just not incompetent enough to be a Slytherin. Yeah, I wonder. He, his intentions don't seem dark at all. They seem naive. <laughs> With whom he becomes interested in upon seeing her with Hellboy. Not only does Myers know that his charge is already in love with Liz, but he also knows he's self-committed to a facility and doesn't want to return to the BPRD. He doesn't care. He sees her. He wants her. He pursues her. All for naught. I guess, you know, I, I see where she's coming from with that, where he's like, I want to, I want what I want and I'll take it in a kind of a way. I think It seems like a stretch for yeah. me. Because I think that's, I think she's extrapolating off of one moment in the movie versus the whole character. I mean, a lot of his character is just being a triangle, love triangle. Yeah. With Liz and I think it's a Hufflepuff yeah. position. Yeah. He's like a dork who cares <laughs> about him. And then that she does Johan Krauss, which is Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. They have a typo in the, in the title. That yeah. They don't include it house, but it's in the he's Ravenclaw. Uh, yeah. You seem a little hesitant on that one. What are you smart? What are you, what do you think? Um, what's what's making you think? I he's- think that would be it. I think that would be it. He's like an intellect. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're right. Number four, Professor Broom. 
Professor Broom, Ravenclaw, totally. I hate that she's. Here's the thing. I hate in the article that they spelled it B R O O M. I guess they want you to. I don't know. Yeah. I hate that. They spell it correctly in the subtitle. Yeah, like that's funny. Because the, they're using it as a nickname. Yeah. Okay. Number yeah. oh three. Cameo Gryffindor. What have we hit? Who's? Yeah. I think that's right. You think that's right? Because he's like an ass kicker, and like sometimes that's like. That's like kind of who Gryffindors are. All right. They're not like stereotypically this like ben making Dimeo, the smartest the decisions. Yeah. Ben Daimio. Alice Monaghan, Gryffindor. <laughs> now sure. that we're, we're using, you, I sure. mean, for the movies. I don't, yeah, it's hard for me to really say. But we haven't met her yet. As a baby, I don't know what to tell The psychic is snarky and funny, and if developed in a better film, could be a really cool addition to the BPRD. Yeah. It's weird that they... This that she went from the, the images of the '90s movie to Ben Daimio from the comics. I guess she just wanted to Alice to, Monahan in the yeah. movie. I mean, she clearly has seen all this shit and like read the comics and stuff too. Yeah, it's just funny. I wonder if she. I wonder if Screen Rant is based in LA. I don't know. Got to get this lady on our podcast. Um, Fun times. Yeah, <laughs> Kate Corrigan, Ravenclaw. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. She's a smarty. She's, She's a professor. She's like, yeah, she's like, you know, she does her homework. Yeah, totally. When we first met her, it was our first time in the field and that didn't go so well. <laughs> I love it. That was rough. Sarah Schmidt, keep it up. Yeah, you love it. Do you live she, in LA? <laughs> <laughs> if you live in LA, reach out to us. But If you, not, we will not Skype you. Great, <laughs> right, you agreed with all of her. Uh, they would have put on their sorting I hats. Do. Is yeah. that what they call it? A yeah, they would have put on the sorting hat. The sorting hat. Well, that brings you us right like into what should be this week's hashtag right hand of draw prompt be. Let's do a, a, an 8-bit sort of character version of any BPRD or Hellboy character. All right. Or Pixel art. I'm going to put an or in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's going to be 8-bit yeah. Hellboy BRP, BPRD. Love it. Oh, or, you're doing this. Or I want to see the characters. Hogwarts. With the, or specifically, I want to see images of the characters with the sorting hat on their heads. Get <laughs> and put it. into their houses. Eight bit Hellboy. The little VR baby, v- a little baby Hellboy. They would be like ten or eleven. Yeah. And then they'd have like the big hat on. Great. That's what I want. This is so silly. That or the eight bit Hellboy BPRD. Yeah. Great. And tag hashtag right hand of draw. Hashtag right hand of draw. If you make any, uh, if you are contributing to right hand of uh, right hand of draw, we love to see your pictures. So definitely tag us as well because we want to repost on our feed. So our followers will look at your art, praise it, love it, and get you become a rich artist. <laughs> That's all we want for you. All we want for you to is do. to be rich artists. But again, you can follow us on Instagram at Ah Crap I Hellboy Podcast, Twitter Ah Crap Hellboy, as well as you can email us again on any of your thoughts because we want to hear your thoughts on the Black Flame. We want to hear your thoughts on Punch Out starring Hellboy. <laughs> we want to hear about your thoughts about them and the hot going to Hogwarts. You can email us at Ah Crap I Hellboy Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We can't wait to hear from you. We love it. Thank you again for listening. And remember... We love you. They don't do a lot of these characters in order, which I'm sort of fucking mad at right now. I was getting real excited. Okay, I'm going to put a little mark here because I'm going to edit back in. 
Hey, this is Betsy Stover. And I'm Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode, we have a guest and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. Why Mommy Drinks. Campfire. <laughs> 